Dealing dirty work, do the deed in the dash. Ditch em. I'll land a hammer that's stuck in a fist and gun position. We run a brand with a structure's the number one commitment. It's all a joke between Monk and Dratches and coffin fitted. So we disappear in the smoke like we're fucking magicians. No hocus pocus, you simple suckers deserve the notice. Top of the morning, my fist to your face is fucking folders. We might be giants standing on little dandy shoulders. You parked the pussy, proverbial pansy panty holders. I shake the snake up, DDT. In mausoleums, my car massacres, killing cuts in my coliseum. They all actors, giving top and back of a BM. I fall back if your casting calls are ending in semen. Come on. On the foulers, no need for any evaluations. I'm a phallus of Johnson and Jimmy spraying faces. Any cow that is sacred will get to face it. Like any time a murder gets replaced, face it. The fellows at the top are likely rapists. But you like mellow out, man, just relax. It's really not that complicated. Well, part of me, I guess I'm just as sane as you explain it. Or maybe sanctifying the sadistic is deranged. This run the juices. Murder, mayhem, melodic music. Psychotic, use it to lose it. Junkies simply abuse it. That's worth the filler. See my heart. And I'm pushing coffin. I probably smell like a pound when they put me in a coffin. The gates of hell, I'm pugnaciously pacing, waiting. I give a fuck if I'm late. Tell Satan, be patient. But I ain't here for durations, I'm just taking vacations. And tell them, fuck them, I never love them in salutations. Mm hmm. Yep. It's time. Is it? Yes, it is. It is. It is, it is, it is, it is. It is what it is. It's 6 in the morning, and you're like, the hell it is, Alex. My name is Alex, by the way. Hi. What up, what up, what up? This is Rafael. It's not 6 in the morning, but it's about 6 p.m., and it is 6 in the morning is the name of the show. And to my left, I got... What's up, y'all? This is Luis. We're waiting forever to have this show. It's all good. Yes, we have. We've been waiting forever. We've sent text messages. We've sent emails. We've done some test recordings. Episode negative one, episode zero, but here we are, finally at episode number one. So what is this show? Hopefully, from uh, the song that we played there at the start, you've gathered that it's a hip-hop show. We played Run the Jewels. The song is called Blockbuster Night Part One. Uh, of course, Run the Jewels, the project from LP and Killer Mike. Why, why the hell are we doing this? We're doing this, of course, because we love hip-hop and we want to play hip-hop and talk about it and, and help uh, spread the word about good hip-hop. So basically, whenever you do one of these shows, you're, you're kind of asking the listener to hang out with you. So you might be thinking, well, why the fuck should we hang out with you guys? Who are you guys? So for the first show, we figured a good thing to do would be to introduce ourselves and talk a little bit about our, our stories with relation to uh, rap music. 
uh, when's the first time you heard hip-hop music? What was your reaction? So we're going to go around the table and uh, tell our stories a bit. Let's uh, take it from uh, Luis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so my story has to do with me being a real young kid growing up uh, near downtown Los Angeles, near the Coliseum. And uh, just seeing a lot of kids coming up uh, with cardboard on the street, hearing cars go by bumping music and me not really understanding what that was because inside, inside my house you would hear a lot of just you know Mexican classics some Chalino some Chalino not even Chalino bro <laughs> way before that man Bronco and uh, Los yeah. Caminantes and oh, you down with those rookies yeah of course stuff like that I didn't even I didn't even know like the names of them but like that dude you know all the dudes in the the videos at Afros and whatnot. <laughs> they had that Jerry Curl. Yeah, all that good Ooh. stuff. Right so, uh, before Ice Cube had it. I didn't even know what that was. So, um, you had a, one particular moment that just blew me away more than anything that I could remember. Was uh, They had a car show. They had a car show uh, at the Exposition Park, right outside Sports Arena, if you know what I'm talking about. And... You know, these cars, you know, they were bumping and, you know, they were all cherried out. And, you know, I didn't even know what cherried out meant, but I didn't know that it was better than my dad's Galaxy, the Ford Galaxy. Had you popped any cherries by then? Tad, you know. And then, um, yeah, there's one particular uh, song, you know, it just, it just got my attention. And, and mainly it got my attention because, frankly, you know, it was just like, it was rattling and it said something. And the way it started... The way it started, it was just like, it was just crazy ill with its lyrics. Commentating, illustrating, description giving, adjective expert, analyzing some of the musical myths, seeking people of the universe, this is yours. It's yours. I swear to God, I was like, what the, I didn't even understand, and I was just a little, a little runt. I was like, what, like eight, nine years old when that came out? And I couldn't understand. Like, I literally, it messed me up. Because I know I didn't hear it in my house, and I hear I didn't even hear it down the block. Because most of the time, it was just like a lot of bass, and you, didn't even, you couldn't really tell, like, what people were saying. And I just remembered, you know, that right there, whatever it was, I want to get more of it. And I understood a little bit more because of that day, and that moment, that I definitely want to know more of why people were carrying uh, oversized radios, why people were... These young kids were carrying cardboards, wearing their sneakers, fat laces, and even already carrying like markers, fat markers. I didn't understand none of that, but well, I understood. Wait, what were the markers for? Yeah, they're writing. They're writing. They have fat <laughs> markers, fat ass markers. But I didn't understand none of that. It's like I didn't get it. But all I knew is that that's when I started really paying attention to like movement and 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 just beyond just car culture for the sake of things, looking at it, and hearing about hearing it, and it just had a big impact for me. And of course, we should explain that the song that uh, Luis is talking about is Jazzy J and T. LaRock. It's yours. So what's a trip for me, even then, is that I knew that that in itself sounded just not because, you know, the bass itself was very like West Coast-ish, but because of the flow, I knew that it wasn't like a West Coast thing. Oh, yeah. And so for me, I was just like, it took me probably a year or two afterwards for me to realize that it was like from New York or whatever. I had no idea where New York was. But, you know, it's one of those things where um, I knew that 
all that was different and that I wanted to like tap into it more and, and just want to learn more about what is it something that's not from the West Coast. And the first record ever put out by Def Jam Recordings. Of course, it would go on to be referenced by a ton of other songs. Uh, Nas comes to mind on his classic album, Illmatic. He had the song, The World Is Yours. He kept saying, Whose world is this? The world is yours, the world is yours. And then at the end, of course, It's Yours, a little scratch there. Uh, also, the Wu-Tang Clan comes to mind. I think on the second album, they had a song called It's Yours, right? Yeah. With the Z at the end instead of S. Uh, what did he say? Uh, it's yours, the world in the palm of your hand. It's yours, 23 million of useful land. The seed in the black woman. Double LP for Wu-Tang Clan, it's yours. So if you haven't learned it yet, uh, Mr. Alex, Alex over here is our hip-hop encyclopedia. Because as a matter of fact, I just learned that that was a sample from Nas. Thank you for dropping that knowledge on us. Yeah, of course, that was Ralph's kind way of calling me a hip-hop nerd. I- I'll take it. I mean, that's what this uh, show is about, <laughs> us being hip-hop nerds and nerding out and talking about it. While that was going on in New York in 1984, something interesting was happening on the West Coast in 1984. Uh, radio station, 1580 AM, K-Day in 1984, they switched their format to all hip-hop music. They were the first radio station ever with an all hip-hop format. And the first time I heard hip-hop was from said station. It wasn't in 1984. I'm a little too young for it to have been in 84. Might have been like uh, 86, 87, somewhere around there. Uh, but the first song I ever heard was the L.A. Dream Team. The Dream Team is in the house, I think is the name of the song. Uh, I was in elementary school. Uh, was it Gulf Avenue Elementary in Wilmington, California? Fabulous Wilmington, California. We were taking a field trip to uh, Griffith Park. And the uh, bus driver was a young African-American fellow. And he was hip to K-Day. And for the whole trip, he was playing K-Day. And I heard a bunch of songs on there, but the one that stood out to me was the L.A. Dream Team because it was so weird. I hadn't heard anything like it before. And let me see if I can cue it up here. Ladies and gentlemen, have you heard? The Dream Team is back, so spread the word. Well, hit me on the one and don't delay, cause the Dream Team is here, we're gonna make your day. We came here to kill, and this is our deal. If the music don't get it, then the fly looks weird. You gotta get what we got, even get us up wide. And what you need, you can jive a lot. So without hesitation, you'll see a word about the L.A. Dream Team is in the house. Yes, they're here. The Dream Team is the LA Dream Team and I just learned from Luis over here that the guy's name was Rudy Pardee was that the rapper Luis? yeah he's a rapper but he wasn't from LA right? I mean you know, I'm sure he was like they were from East Coast and came back to LA or something that I do not know Cleveland maybe Wait. sounds pretty electro funk yeah you know that's uh, research for the next episode stay tuned but anyways, I, I just wanted to be honest to the uh, idea. I could have picked a better song, but the, the idea was what's the first hip-hop you remember hearing? And that was definitely the first hip-hop I remember hearing on the bus. The bus driver was playing K-Day. And uh, I was paying attention, of course, trying to uh, figure out what the radio station was, the call letters, the frequency, and so that when I could go back home, I could find it on my own. And of course, I did that. I uh, went back to the uh, parents' house in Wilmington, California. got on the uh, stereo there, and I, and I found it. And uh, that's when I was introduced to all kinds of uh, rap music, N.W.A., Public Enemy. Too black, too strong. Yo, Chuck, these honey dippers are still firm on us. Show them that we can do this, because we always do this. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah, boy. Bass. 
How low can you go? Death row. What a brother know once again back is the incredible rhyme animal. So speaking of public enemy, uh, I guess that's where this is where I jump in. So my experience is in uh, as is a little bit more recent than my brother, even though he's a little bit younger than me. Um, I had heard hip hop many a time, but it just didn't register with me uh, until until later in life. Me and my dad had this whole thing where uh, I was gonna be, you know, this strong, hardworking Mexican man like him, and he was gonna teach me how to do that. So for a lot of my earlier years, uh, I spent a lot of time actually working. Yeah, from age eight, I was already out and about with uh, my dad had a, a jardinero gardening service. Uh, he didn't actually do it. I had a couple uncles that would work it, but you know he figured that he had to make his son into a man. So I was out there, little eight-year-old kid, instead of a fucking backpack, I had a blower, blowing leaves and uh, raking them up and then cutting some grass. So with them, I was kind of like Luis, I was a little bit more exposed to the Mexican music. You know, a lot of chante. Some Jose Alfredo still runs deep in my soul, but uh, mostly English side. You know, I was really mostly exposed exposed to some uh, top 40s music, and uh, never really had an appreciation for what hip hop was at the time, or the explosion that was happening out in the East Coast with the music. Um, cut forth a couple years, and uh, my dad takes me on a actually me and my brother here to a, a lovely fam family trip over to Mexico. Uh, for the summer, towards the end of the summer, all of a sudden, you know, he's packing shit up, and my brother's packing shit up, and it ain't, uh, so they're packing, and I'm trying to pack my shit up, too, and he's like, uh, what are you doing? I'm like, packing the gun. He's like, nah, actually, you're gonna stay over here with your pop, with your grandpops, and, uh, and me and, me and your brother going back home. So I was like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, you know, you need to learn how to, uh, speak better Spanish, you know, he was, he had that, uh, Tigre del Norte stuck in his hand, the Jala de Oro. I don't know how many of y'all know that song, but, you know. So, when I was out there, I was out there for actually about a year. Um, going through puberty in Mexico was a little weird as, as it was. You know, I didn't have a, I didn't really know who I was, and I was still trying to find my own identity. So, while I was out there, you know, I realized that while I'm in Mexico, I'm American. And uh, while I'm here, I'm Mexican. So, I was kind of stuck in the hyphen, so I kind of grabbed onto my American identity while I was over there. And the only thing that kept me connected to, to, to the U.S. while I was over there was really music. Uh, unfortunately, the, the type of music I was hearing over there was uh, some, uh, some some top 40s music, you know, some Samantha Fox, some Lisa Lisa, uh, some Lisa Lisa and Coke Jam, and uh, even some Miami Sound Machine, but uh, nothing really of substance. But to me, that was my connection to the U.S. So... You know, fast forward another year, and uh, I'm back here. Uh, I'm back in the good old U.S. of A., back in the harbor area, Wilmington, back, uh, you know, trying to get reacclimated to, to, to the good old U.S. So when I'm back over here, Pops already had a carniceria. He had a little meat market, and uh, there was a lot of young dudes working there. Uh, most of them were bikes, but, you know, back then, uh, Two Life Crew was making a, uh, a big splash in, uh, in, in, in L.A., and these cats used to play it, you know, and uh, especially when we were closing the store and they were cleaning up. But, you know, at that age, with your pops there, and trying to hear, like, fucking, we want some pussy, and pop that pussy, pop, pop that. You know, all that shit, I was a little too embarrassed to actually like it or acknowledge that I liked it. So, you know, on my off time, uh, being the kid that I was back then, we could ride our bikes, and I used to ride bikes a lot. And I remember one day just riding my bike and just hearing this just this sound it was just it was just hitting like, like what the f 
fuck is that? So I sped up and tried to catch up to the sound, and it's just, I just hear just like this brilliant, just cacophony of fucking sound, and I don't know what it was. It was, it was angry. It was sure of itself, but it wasn't an anger that I recognized because I didn't know it was angry at the time. I just knew it was something that caught my attention. So I sped up and I caught up to the guy that was playing it, and actually it was one of my neighbors, and he had one of those uh, those tricycle cruisers, and he had a. Uh, jimmied some 12 inch kickers to it with the car stereo and it was pushing out what then was uh, public enemy and i didn't know what it was and as i get closer and closer to him i hear just this brilliant sound coming out of it and at this point i was just i just just fell in love What you're looking for the same thing, it's a new thing, check out this, I bring all the roll below the level, cause I'm living low next to the base, Come on. turn up the radio, they're claiming I'm a criminal, but now I wonder how, some people never know, the enemy could be the friend guardian, I'm now a hooligan, I rock the party and clear all the madness, I'm not a racist, preach the teacher, oh. cause some they never had this, number one, never wanna run about the gun, I wasn't licensed to have one, the minute they I'm the epitome, a public enemy Used abuse without clues I refuse to blow a fuse They even had it on And, and with that song, my love of hip-hop just began, man That song just says it all, man It has a little bit of everything It has, you know, the little, every five seconds it, The little, whatever the, the technical name is for that sound uh, and, and, you know, just like the first girl you ever fell in love with You know, that's your That's what you gauge every other woman after And uh, this is the song that kind of well, it does set the, it sets the, the standard for all, for all of my hip-hop. And, and the, the, the odd thing, again, is going back to, to what Luis was saying. This is an East Coast song, you know, we're West Coast kids. But this song is what helped me find my identity uh, as an American, as cheesy as that shit sounds, you know. Nothing's more real than, you know, denim, blue jeans, jazz, rock and roll, and hip-hop. And, and in, in that stage in my life where I was trying to self-identify and, and figure out who I was, it was this music that actually helped me reconnect uh, to my country. Alright, so this is as good a time as any to take a little break from our personal stories from these older songs and listen to something a bit more current. Uh, I think what we're going to hear is uh, some Flying Lotus, uh, Never Catch Me, featuring an up-and-coming rapper named Kendrick Lamar. K-Dot is what they used to call him back in the day, but now he's Kendrick Lamar. Again, Never Catch Me by Flying Lotus. Say they have is real. Analyze my demise, I say I'm super anxious. 
recognize I deprived this bit and then embrace it. Vandalizing these walls only if they can talk. Conversations don't contemplate to my dark thoughts. Looking down on my soul now. Tell me I'm in control now. Tell me I can live long and I can live wrong and I can live right and I can sing song and I can unite with you that I love, you that I like. Look at my life and tell me I fight. It's that final destination. It's that fancy information. It's that fancy inspiration. It's that crack the installation. It's that quantum jumping that fist pumping that bomb detonation. Please don't bomb my nation and bomb me flew away. And I got my control when I'm here. You gon' hate me when I'm gone. Ain't no blood pumping, no fear. I got hope inside of my bone. It's that life beyond your own life. This ain't physical. For mankind, it's that out of body experience. No coincidence, you've been tight. Bitch, you're shit. Thought. 
But if you look inside my mind, you find that gorgeous sea Anormally, and the philosophical underpinnings informing me Like all the talk of my shit, and so I rap in every place Driver and no that we're doomed from and I imagine every place This country's been fucked since way back, I call this statutory rape But y'all my come to a face, and they so uncivil with a little of a guy But I spill like a spit of a pot Profile by some bigger than cop on the way and blow the rock Every bit on the clock, they know this scores, so we give up what we got My heart's in the middle of a rock, bubbled with derivative stocks So I'm picking on lots of them summer homes Political dissidents can't speak, my fans are the fault of your antiques my nigga, you are the guest room I get all the iPads, I get all the discs on the coats And everything that we can need My nigga, we the new breed I know That you want me to die with the serenity of it all But if I fall, shut the fuck up Yeah, I should shut the fuck up The politics of a thunderball Make my blood circus hit the sun That was Bus Driver, rapper Reagan Farquhar, aka Bus Driver, one of my favorite rappers. Never made a list or anything, but if someone held a gun to my head and asked me to make one, well, first I'd be like, Shouldn't you be asking me for my money or my valuables or something? Shouldn't you be asking me to run the jewels <laughs> if I could reference the first song we played? Now I'm just being silly, but uh, yeah, if I were to make a list of my favorite rappers, Bus Driver would probably be on that list. And that was his take on that same beat by Flying Lotus. We heard the original immediately before that, entitled Never Catch Me. Bus Driver called his version Never Caught. And from my understanding, Bus Driver did that not only with the permission of Flying Lotus, but at his request. So hopefully that means that there's a remix album coming. Uh, if not, you can find that song on Bus Driver's website, which is busdrivers.com. So getting back to our stories where you were getting to know us, we were going around the table talking about the hip-hop songs that we remember hearing when we were young, the ones that made an impression on us. And we left off with Ralph. He was talking about hearing Public Enemy. Uh, if he didn't ID the songs that it, uh, he talked about, I believe they were Bring the Noise and Don't Believe the Hype, both off of the It Takes a Nation of Millions album. Uh, Luis will correct me if I'm wrong. Is that from those albums? Yes, sir. There you go. Okay, so speaking of Luis, we're going to keep going around the table, and he's going to talk to us uh, about the next song that he wants to talk about. So it's actually perfect that you mentioned Public Enemy. We're talking about them because... Um, I know that even DJ Premier spoke about this song because it was influenced by Public Enemy, and he said that he wanted to sort of uh, sort of play a homage to Public Enemy, and uh, he felt like he wanted to do something that's very much part of that era and whatnot. Um, but the biggest memories about this song that um, we're about to play and continue to talk about are seriously high school, seriously uh, um, early. Freshman years, in the back of the bus, um, hearing the roar of the bus, um, sitting in the back ex exchanging tapes, uh, hearing Walkmans, and hearing the of the tapes, and cold mornings, as I always remember, and us saying, damn, what the fuck is this? I remember, like, the first time I heard this was actually in the back of a bus, my friend's tape, and it might have been a hissing tape that he recorded on... on some show on T on I'm sorry on the radio yeah that's right yeah. and uh, stuff like that um, so um, yeah who's gonna take the weight that's a classic gangstar song.
playing to the east. Nature of my life relates rhymes I release like a king. Cause I've been planning to be wearing what I wrote straight on a plate down your throat. So digest as I suggest, we take a good look at who's who while I'm reading from my good book. And let's dig into every nook and every cranny. Set your mind free as I slam these thoughts. And just like a jenny goes by, you're gonna see what I'm saying now. You can't be sleeping, cause things are getting crazy. You better stop being lazy. There's many people fronting. And many brothers dropping, all because of dumb things. Let me tell you something, I've been through so much that I'm such a maniac, but I still act out of faith. Then we can get the shit together, so I break. Our fools with no rhyme skills messing up the flow, and people with no sense who be moving much too slow. And so, you will know the meaning of the gangsta. Cool with the mic and premiere the anchor swiftly as we embark on a journey. I had to get an attorney. I needed someone to defend my position. Decisions I made, cause now it's time to get paid. And ladies, these rhymes are like the keys to a dope car. Maybe a Lexus or a Jaguar still. All of that is just material. So won't you take the scenario and just imagine if each one is teaching one. We'll come together so that we become a strong force. Then we can stay on course. Find your direction through introspection. And for my people out there, I got a question. Can we be the sole controllers of our fate now? Who's gonna take the weight? <laughs> So the message of self-empowerment throughout this song was like so needed, I know for me and my friends and and mainly because, you know, went to a high school where it was all predominantly like, I don't know, I would say Me Mexicano, not even like about Mexican-American shit, like culturally it was like Mexican, like anything that wasn't Mexican, like automatically you would hear all kinds of racial slurs or they like, what the fuck, why are you wearing fucking, my homeboys just told us we were like medallions and shit. Or, like, fucking oversized starter jackets. I know I did. And uh, fucking baggy-ass fucking jeans, fucking Adidas, everything. And you'd be like, what the fuck? These people think, you know, they would say sl uh, slur words I don't even want to say, you know? It's like, what the fuck? And so, I don't know. The message themselves, Public Enemy, what it meant, what it meant to listen to Gangstar in particular, this album. Like, for me, it was it was a lot about, like, like keeping your chest sticked out. Like, being very proud about who you are. And for me, that meant a lot to me growing up. Um, particularly in this environment and um, it's funny how just not that long afterwards it seemed like right after the whole MC Hammer craze it seemed everybody was all up on hip hop and shit in a fucking funny way and I was like oh yeah for reals like all of a sudden it became fucking cool because I remember when y'all weren't around everyone started wearing the parachute pants yeah I know, you know so I say it's funny you know but that's what it was okay so now that it comes back to me I'm gonna cheat a little bit and play snippets from two songs but I'll keep it brief to be fair to the other guys. Actually, I couldn't decide between three songs, but the first one didn't make the cut because it's too popular a song anyways. It was Passing Me By from The Far Side, which came out in 1993, I believe. Don't quote me on that one. But uh, that's a pretty good place for me to keep going on my story. So I was talking about, uh, the, on my first go-around, I was talking about being introduced to rap music by K-Day and hearing it on the bus. And K-Day, I believe, went off the air in 1991. So there was a period where I couldn't really get hip-hop. Uh, I was too young to go get it myself. We were poor. There was no record stores by or anything like that. So radio comes into play again on my story. I believe it was in 1992 when Power 106 started playing hip-hop music. Uh, for people that are old enough, prior to that, Power 106 was basically a dance station. They used to play like Lisa Lisa and Colt Jam, stuff like that, Latin freestyle, whatever you call it. But in 1992, they actually started playing rap music. I remember they started playing songs from The Chronic. 
And uh, so I recognized Dre because I had learned about NWA uh, from K-Day. And like I said, in 1993, I heard The Far Side passing me by. I thought that was dope. That was like the first time that uh, I heard something from L.A. that uh, lyrically wasn't gangster. It was humorous. It was poetic. There were uh, humble dudes that were vulnerable, and that was interesting. But I want to flash forward a little bit. I think it was like in 1993 on Power 106, uh, the Baker Boys came through, and they started a mix show. So for me, that was really what uh, took me to the next level as far as being a hip-hop nerd was uh, late-night mix shows. Uh, the Baker Boys in 1993, they would play uh, all the great stuff coming out of New York. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan was popping in 94. Nas came out. But uh, the reason I want to talk about uh, the mix shows is because uh, the show that actually had the biggest impact on me was actually the competitor to the Baker Boys. Uh, on KKBT, the beat, there was a guy named Mike Nardone who had a show called uh, The Joint. And unbeknownst to me, prior to that, he had been doing a college radio show on KXLU 88.9. And basically on The Joint, he had the same attitude that he had on his college show. He wasn't concerned about playing the most popular stuff. He played a bunch of dope underground stuff, indie stuff. And I believe it was in 1994, he played a song called Remain Anonymous by a rapper named Razkaz. And the song was amazing. The beat was dark. It was heavy. Uh, he was a great lyricist. He was poetic. But what really shocked me was uh, when he came back from the song, he announced that Razkaz was from Carson. And that tripped me out. I had just assumed that that song would be from a New York dude. And Carson was basically the next city just north of where we were living. So that tripped me out that uh, somebody from more or less from where we were uh, was putting out something that dope, that intelligent. And uh, yeah, let's take a listen to a little bit of Remain Anonymous, Razz Cass from 1994. Sam Kinison, convince me, cause what sucker got props in the industry, don't really interest me, my motto is the bigger they are, the more politics involved, and I revolve at a rate to make the occipital score plate, there's all techniques delve deep, how much you Hypertension ruptured the varicose vein of vein glorious grace. I mean, perpetrating omnipotent rain. I rain as it great your crew to stake me. The stakes increase on break beach and fleet fleets run when I There you go. Razkaz encouraging underground MCs to remain anonymous. Had that fun method man sample. You don't know me and you don't know my style for the chorus. So like I was saying before we started playing the song, I heard Mike Nardone play that song on his show called The Joint. On commercial radio, I think the station was called The Beat. But if we flash forward a few years to 1997 on his college radio show called We Came From Beyond, I heard him play a song called I Am Still by a group called Of Mexican Descent. And I was uh, pleasantly surprised, pleasantly shocked, because a few years prior to that, I had actually read about the group Of Mexican Descent in the book called It's uh, What's It Called? It was called It's Not About a Salary, I think. 
by a guy named Brian Cross, Brian B plus Cross. And in that book, he's talking about the history of L.A. hip hop. And he was talking about all the different African-American rappers and producers. But there was a section in that book where he was talking about the Latinos in L.A. doing hip hop. And of course, he talked about Kid Frost. This is for the Raza. He talked about what else? Probably Light a Shade of Brown and Aslan Underground. But he was talking about uh, some uh, new school Mexican-American rappers, talking about how they were a bit more poetic, a bit more lyrical, a bit more, well, let's just say it, a bit more like the East Coast rappers. And he mentioned this group called Of Mexican Descent. He talked about uh, seeing them at a place called The Good Life, legendary L.A. spot, which uh, later transformed to the Project Blowed. And uh, I read that and I tripped out because I'm Mexican-American and uh, I was into hip-hop. So the idea that there were dudes like me, Chicanos, if you will, from Los Angeles, from the greater L.A. area, uh, that inspired me. You know, it, it made me feel like maybe I can be part of this culture. And so a few years after that, like I was saying, in 1997, after reading about them, I finally got to hear them. And the song that Mike Nardone played from them was a song called I Am Still. It was from their first EP called Exitos y Más, y más Exitos. You can hear my uh, Spanish isn't that great. So yeah, let's take a listen. OMD, as some people call them. Two Mex and Chololan Cinco. The song is called I Am Still. Atmosphere, adrenaline, raging anger. What happens when the mind is not as advanced as the design? Moving to and fro, never truly know. You live your life on the shelf. Disorder only occurs when things are left to themselves. So make your decision on your religion. Only you can be one with your God, in my opinion. Hopscotch the cross and watch the Holocaust. But never lose the message or else all is lost. I am still. There's a gun pointed in my direction. I am still. A king in a castle with cheering letters outside. I am still. A compressed element full of fire. I am still. In the highest appreciation of every yard. I am still. The mass before an explosion. I am still. An enhancing Herbal field. I am still the face of every ruin. I am still the strength of us all. So, as Alex mentioned, uh, Tumex actually performing at the Good Life. It actually reminds me if you had seen the documentary, The Art of the Freestyle. In that a documentary, uh, Tumex uh, actually is OMD. They go in on stage. And, like, everybody was all, like, skeptical looking at them because they were, like, the only, like, Mexicanos in the house and, you know, all getting new, all long-haired and uh, hitting the mic. And they, they fucking killed it. They, 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 they fucking wrecked, wrecked it. And uh, after they were leaving, it was pretty dope because then everybody started saying, no, well, actually, the host, the host was saying that they love you and everybody was just going hype, you know, and that was, that was a dope little moment. So, you know, yeah, and I checked out that freestyle documentary that's pretty up. And it's a trip, you know. The first time I saw him live was uh, actually met him. Met him was through Luis. Took me to one of his shows out in uh, Alhambra, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well now that we've reminisced over about all, all these songs that brought us to uh, where we are now, in love with this culture, this music, you know, become what well, led us to become hip hop heads. Uh, all these songs remind me of the days when we used to go and get mixtapes, like the real deal, not the shit that you get on the on, on the internet. Now, I mean, it's cool that it's that accessible, but back then it was actually a mission. It was it was exciting, you know. The when my brother and I we didn't have uh, access to you know the warehouse back then, or was it Sam's or whatever? You'd go buy your music. Uh, we'd have to go to the swap meet. And I remember there were these two guys that had a post, 
and they sold nothing but hip hop tapes and you know, it was those bootleg tapes and you know the difference between real tapes and bootleg tapes right it was the saran wrap on the tape it was extra tight when it was the real shit and uh, the cheap ones you know was a little bit looser uh, I remember I bought my first mixtape there and they had them uh, one for three bucks or, or two for five and I remember buying one it was a west coast mixtape it was a green tape, I believe, uh, with a bunch of West Coast classics. Do you remember some of those songs, Ralph? Yeah, that's what introduced me into NWA, uh, Boys in the Hood. It had the Battle Ram. It had uh, My Posse's on Broadway. Uh, and it had uh, one of the most iconic songs, at least to, to me and, and I know us, uh, Ice-T, Six in the Morning, which is uh, where we found the inspiration for the title of this show. And for some of y'all that haven't heard it, we're going to drop a little bit of it for you right now. At my door, fresh Shadita squeak across the bathroom floor. Out my back window, I'm with my escape. Didn't even get a chance to grab my old school tape. Mad with no music, but happy cause free. And the streets to a player is the place to be. Got a knot in my pocket, weighing at least a grand. Gold on my neck, my pistol's close in hand. I'm a self made monster of the city streets. Remotely controlled by hard hip hop beats. But just living in the city is a serious task. Didn't know what the cops wanted, didn't have time to ask. There you are, the song after which this show is named. So like I was saying earlier in the show, when you do these kind of shows, you're basically asking the listener, you, thank you by the way if you've uh, listened this far, we're asking you to hang out with us. And so the whole point of going around the table and sharing our stories was to uh, let you know who we are so that uh, you feel that we are worth hanging out with. And uh, as, uh, as the show draws to a close, we want to uh, talk to you a little bit about what we have planned in the future. This show is obviously just an introduction show. Some of the stuff we've th- uh, thought about in the future besides playing dope hip-hop songs. is uh, In some of our test shows, I think uh, Luis came prepared with some questions and we had sort of a roundtable discussion. So that's something we can do in future shows. It sparked some interesting conversations, some real conversations. Uh, along with being a hip-hop nerd, I'm also a comedy nerd. So occasionally I try to uh, write some humor. So uh, whatever's going on in the, in the world of hip-hop, I might uh, come in with a couple jokes. And even if they fail, the joke uh, will be how badly they failed, right? You guys can laugh at me instead of uh, with me. And uh, Ralph, uh, what, what else do you think we could do in future shows? Uh, I definitely want to break down some songs, take some uh, current songs, that take samples or some beats from older songs. And for the most part, a lot of the new songs now are three songs away from the original song. And hopefully we can educate our listeners or maybe they can educate us, I don't know. But break it down. From the current song to the middle song to the first song to the original song. Exactly. What led to what, who inspired who, all that sort of good stuff. This show draws to a close. We want to give a couple of thank yous, a couple shout outs. First and foremost, and I know I speak for Luis when I say this, we want to thank Rafael, a.k.a. Ralph, because he's really been the driving force behind uh, doing this show. Uh, In fact, we're recording in his living room, and he's the one that took the time to learn how to record. So thank you, Ralph. We're not the stars of the show. The music is the star of the show, the, the great hip-hop music that we're playing. So obviously we want to give credit to uh, the artists that made all the songs that we've been hearing. Uh, who are some of those artists? We heard uh, Run the Jewels, Killer Mike, and LP, of course. So uh, go look them up online if you're not familiar. Uh, support them. Put some money in the uh, pockets of these artists so they can keep doing what they're doing. Uh, we've also been playing some instrumentals while we've been talking. What are some of these instrumentals? Uh, I think we heard some uh, Mad Lib, right? Some Mad Lib, we heard some Wu-Tang Clan, some uh, Nas, The World Is Yours, early in the beginning. 
I think we also played some uh, instrumentals from a, a producer from LA named Elusive. Go check him out on the internet. Uh, we played some instrumentals from a dude who called himself PNS. He is from uh, Chicago, a crew called Molman. They've done some dope stuff. Uh, look for them. And uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, we want to end the show with a couple uh, current songs. Obviously, we've been playing a bunch of old songs, so we want to play something a bit current to let you know that we're up on our stuff. And I think what we're going to leave you with is two of my favorite rappers, and my favorite new school rappers, I should say. Earl Sweatshirt, a song called 45. And after that, we're going to play a rapper that I was introduced to by Earl Sweatshirt. Uh, Earl Sweatshirt that has featured him in a bunch of his songs, and now he's uh, on his own doing dope stuff. His name is Vince Staples. The song that we're going to hear from him is called Progressive. And we should say goodbye. What do you guys want to say? Last words? Parting words? Thank you for listening, obviously. Thanks for taking the time to check us out. Follow us on Twitter at 6 in the morning. On Instagram, it's at, it's at 6 in the morning show. And I believe there's also a Facebook, which is the same, facebook.com slash 6 in the morning show. This has been 6 in the morning. Now let's listen to Vince Staples. But first, Earl Sweatshirt, then Vince Staples. Peace. Open up the case on him, set his own pace. Peep the rest, wasn't racing with him, made it out the maze. Haze with the stanky odor, simmer down my brain when I can't control it. Nigga, where your chips, you should bet them on them. Caught a Betty barking, hear him in a messy started. Nigga, they keep an eye on me, I am not a child artist. I raised the bar and hit a chin up for a while on it. Like a long ride, my niggas up for it. My bitch is down for me cause I stay a buck 50. Angel City drought time, why the fuck I'm up 50? Playing like I'm down five, they can't really fuck with me. Let a nigga sizzle in the pan if he wanna Los Angeles. Area annual summer, we burning under it. Learn from taking chances and fumbling. Nigga, I was taught to take your rashes and guzzle them, bitch. Back and blacker than ever Got sick of waiting for these actors to get it together Still in them gutters, all my brothers is birds of a feather Try to get this money cause my people done struggle forever Son of my father gunning for stardom It's worth a shot, they hate me like I'm fucking they mama That's why I serve them hot chills They burning as long as hell is burning I murder God if he was trying to fuck up my paper Nigga, that's all I got The black and brown been going through a holocaust You see Obama just a house nigga to me They locked the children up in prison and they ditching the key it's empty plates in his estate, so shout his shit where he eat He got a clip, he got a K, he bout to light up the street They catch him slipping, now they tripping, knock him right off his feet His mama crying on the news like a boy was so small Wish he never start chilling with them niggas at the park Been swimming with the sharks since the kiddie pool Breaking all the written rules, breaking the tradition of that inner city Raising fools, a raisin' in the sun They let the monkey out the cage, he got a gun he got a book, he got a brain, you better run Was the one that they shunned Baptized in the tears of the slaves as a young A penny saved is a penny earned So I'll be stacking up this cop as the city burn Cold chain, nigga Yeah, 
Just sit and look at where they raised us at Seen blacks ain't crack, so they gave us that Give us hope and take us back To the 1800s with these rap contracts And they wonder why niggas get shot Coke sit in the pot, he can't get no job So he hitting the block And if that nigga getting money Why them niggas sitting hungry Ten times out of ten, bet them niggas gon' plot We just struggle with survival, trying to rise to the top When your life is on the line, fuck what's right and what's not You got a right to the dream Whether it's Triple Beam or Martin Luther's My chain heavy, is you ready for that revolution? Word.